I even wrote a little intro right. blur. Oh, yeah, okay. Ooh, box text. Let's let's listen to its flavor text. I did I did make flavor text. What flavor? Uh, it is vanilla. <laughs> of <laughs> course, evil wood. All right, it's a Rumpelman's flavor. <laughs> it, uh, it is minty and makes me kind of want to hurl. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <clears throat> so we open our story in a small but crowded docking platform orbiting the frozen moon of Polarna. The air inside the welcome area is humid and thick, with the sweat and odor of hundreds of peoples, the hair from all around the spheres. And those in the know can tell you that Polarna is the home of a very peculiar trade master. A devout worshipper of Odan, the trade lord Nikolai is known as a living saint among his people, and his divine connection to the virtue of charity bids that he make fantastic and unusual arrangements when Polarna is furthest away from the distant white gas giant that it lazily circles. His operation mines valuable ore from under the moon's surface, and rumor has it, he employs thousands of small folk in the careful manufacture of his magical goods. In the void far beyond the sea of merchant vessels and fortune seekers, you see an unusual quaint sight. Tiny bi-wing gliders awkwardly attempting to free themselves from the moon's gravity and pass beyond its atmosphere. The attempts are somewhat comical, with a small gallery of amused spacefarers watching the attempts like proud parents watching their toddler attempt to walk. And it crashes. And of course, it's getting to the atmosphere and turning around, so a lot of them are just igniting an open flame and crashing back. <laughs> like those toddlers. Like, like the children of parents. <laughs> <laughs> the atmosphere in the platform above is not unlike a groundside bazaar, as the loudest traders capture fabulous deals by their own very important virtue, which is being the loudest. Billy Mays here. <laughs> Space You'll love my nuts. <laughs> That's a different That's guy. Vince. He's banned from here. That's Vince. <laughs> Uh, you find yourselves here with one of the most potent artifacts in all of Polarna, a detailed invoice for valuable goods on the surface below. And your shuttle will arrive shortly. Now, you guys can decide, uh, for those of you who haven't already adventured together, whether you have adventured together, but at the same time, you are all going to be scheduled for the same shuttle going down to the surface side, so you're sort of like getting your turn at being a VIP. If you can imagine, there's only one shuttle that goes back and forth. It seats about eight. And there's like a hundred people in here waiting to go down to the surface. So you wait like hours for your turn. Ah, uh, yes, but none of them are as important as I am. <laughs> I like it already. <laughs> I am the ambassador. <laughs> and you're on a diplomatic mission. <laughs> Back there, you. Oh, it's good to see someone here recognizes greatness. <laughs> Actually, that, fantastic. that that jives. Uh, uh, Vic has been hired uh, by Londo as his uh, uh, VIP protection detail. Oh, that makes sense. I'm the security detail for the politician. That does make sense. Oh, we should go over who the characters are. So you all are now sitting in this waiting room. Uh, your shuttle is lazily making its way up uh, towards the docking platform. Just real quick, tell me what I can use as the equivalency of the Centauri Empire. Um, like Roman space. Battle on five. Elves. Elves is probably the closest you got. I'm They're... tiefling if that matters. Yeah, elves. Yeah, it's elves. Elves, elves. for days. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, that is who I am, like, a member of and, and would be, like, ambassadoring for. Ambassadoring for the elves. Actually, that jives with the larger plot I have in my head from the other two sessions, so that's yeah. perfect. I'll take it. What are the, what's it called? I need the, the name of the empire. It's literally just called the Elven Empire or Elven Navy. Or the Elven Space Navy, if you're feeling fancy. <laughs> Which the elves often are. Is it a spavy? It is a spavy. It's Jackson, if you're nasty. 
<laughs> if you mean nasty. Who <laughs> lad? <laughs> yes. Um, so yeah, once we're on the table for Killian's benefit, why don't you describe what your characters look like? Because he hasn't seen these puppies yet. Mm. You guys already played this? Yeah, Two we sessions. played a couple of sessions. We're, we're, I, I'm on a different character. Did you just have what you're playing yet? Uh, I'll stick with Gavin. Oh, okay. Seeing as how he already made the paper clipping. I did the make paper a thing clip? for you. Yeah. The clothespin and everything. <laughs> it's okay. It's clipping paper. You're technically accurate. <laughs> yeah. Hi, I'm trying to kill your character. How can I help? <laughs> <laughs> it looks like you're trying to kill everyone's characters. Maybe Microsoft can help. But yeah, uh, Paul, why don't you get us started? Tell us what Gavin looks like for killing his Um Gavin's a kid. He's about, uh, I don't know, 15 or 16, somewhere around there. Uh, human. Um, except he's like uh, dark and shadowy and creepy. Alright. Like most 15 or 16. Like most, yeah, he's very emo. He's a very emo. Hang around the hot topic. You gotta come out and like shoo him away. That's right. That's right. <laughs> he's talking about, talking about death. It's kind of gross. I'm Bosch. I'm a ninja turtle. <laughs> That's so uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Vic is a uh, half-elven uh, ranger. She's always got her uh, heavy crossbow slung across the front and a, a, a short sword on her back. And she keeps a hand crossbow somewhere, but you can't really Ooh, find her. Rune holster? Yeah. Right, her rune holster. <laughs> that Gary. And, um... Right below beard. Um... Just uh, she's she's got like a uh, like a, a very utilitarian like purple loose fitting shirt trousers studded leather armor over it and she wears a face mask when she's out in public. Oh my god! Yes, she doesn't talk much, although she can be very persuasive and intimidating. Yes, she wears a fucking face mask. I didn't get that part from the initial pitch. Yes, <clears throat> I may change my name between now and then, but I'm literally playing London Malari from Babylon. I'm totally on board. Yeah, he's one of the best characters. Yeah, as soon as you did the voice, I was like, I'm sold. <laughs> Except, you know, if you're a tiefling, is that the actual horns? It's or the, the horns. horns it's like that. <laughs> yeah, great gray skin instead of pale white, and and like the hair is actually uh, like just like the like an array of horns coming out of like it's like a it's like a triceratops sort of thing. I I like to think that for tieflings, like the more horns you have, it's like a sign of station. Yeah, that, I'm, I'm <laughs> the more thinking horns he has have, like but, four <laughs> four kind of twisty ones, and then like one in the middle. Like, <laughs> he's a fun sort of like. It's longer than the other, so it constantly looks like he's flipping the bird all the time. <laughs> that man's hand has a boner. <laughs> Alright. Uh, so yeah, you are sort of hanging around up here. You can actually see the shuttle at this point. It looks like they have the interior lit by torchlight. It's not an open-decked uh, vehicle. Um, you've been told that Plarn is extremely cold, so it's not really a surprise that it would be an enclosed vehicle to get you from high atmospheric flight down to the ground. And, uh, you can see it's very slow, and uh, you've heard tell that it takes it forever to make the trips back and forth to the point where people come out here like once every six or eight months, wait around for ten hours, get bored and leave. Yeah. You happen to have a very important bill of goods, which puts you way ahead of a whole lot of other people in line, to the point where you've only been waiting maybe four hours, which uh, by the standard standards of these people, there are people who are trying to deal in the bazaar that have been here for weeks and still haven't gotten a shovel ride down. Um, they're all targeting the same, like, specific date range, which is this period of time that Polarna is furthest away from the gas giant that it orbits, uh, where it has been rumored that the trade boss negotiates much more favorable deals. And uh, you were up here when uh, the entire station is sheared in half by an enormous bolt of lightning. Wow! Wow! <laughs> that just dives right into it. Hello! You, you left well, that on your flavor test. <laughs> the, the ship? 
the uh, the station. You're waiting station. for the shuttle to make it up there, and all of a sudden there's this crack, this like overpowering sound, this detonation, as this massive barrage of arcane lightning goes funneling right through the center, frying about 30 people in eyesight, immediately on contact, and the whole thing separates, and pieces of the woodwork and such start to ignite into open flame as they both tilt apart from each other and slowly start descending towards the surface of the planet. What's your name? Uh, Gavin. At the same time, you also see another one of these blasts go rocketing off from the surface of the moon, striking the shuttle, which blows off two of the wings and it goes spinning off towards the gas giant the other direction. Jesus. Okay. So and you, uh, <laughs> wow. you now find yourselves on about a third of a station that is on fire, tilting and falling towards the ground. All right. That's a problem. Dude, I feel like we've been here before. Most <laughs> of so this episode is just we're all stuck in an elevator because we already blew the budget. <laughs> it's actually the space uh, spell jammer equivalent to that movie phone booth. <laughs> all the action scenes are us fighting something right off frame. We're like, <laughs> I couldn't afford the. Every once in a while, a full rubber testicle comes yeah. in. Full <laughs> rubber testicle? What did you say? That's exactly what, what I said. What are we fighting? <laughs> How'd you know? <laughs> Big squishy nuts. <laughs> Vic, what do we do? I, I'm like, I'm literally like, I'm, I'm pushing your head down and sort of like covering you with a crossbow and backing you into a corner. <laughs> Mage armor is what I'm doing. I, I'm vainly flailing my hands. <laughs> and then I'm going to pick some spells. <laughs> You're flipping through your spell book back. Uh, cast air. <laughs> uh, do we have a way back to our ship? Uh, you do not. As it turns out, you are in the smallest portion. As the station was not sheared quite in half, but more it's in thirds. favorite portion. <laughs> you are uh, sort of secluded into this waiting room in a couple of offshooting chambers, where they uh, have like guards get prepared for things and like do shift change and whatnot. And uh, Bosch was about to say something. Uh, is there any mechanical doodads that I could try and futz with? Uh, you do see that there are a number of people who are trying to force one of the doors open on your side of the station, and you can see everybody on the other side of the station is freaking out, and they're like weeping and screaming out, and you can't hear them because there's a void of space in between you. But uh, they seem to have like three people trying to figure out how to open a door that apparently has gotten stuck with the rattling and detonation of the station. And they seem to be very focused on it. Uh, two of them are wearing the uniform of the people who attend the station itself. Okay, I go over there with my tinkerer's tools. I sort of elbow my turtly way through there. Alright, uh, it sounds like a good opportunity for us to go once around the table and do some skill checks to try and get into whatever is going on here mm. and perhaps save your lives. So we're going to start with Bosch. Bosch is seizing the initiative. Uh, you tell me what skill you're rolling. Uh, tinkerer's I... tools is actually just using tinkerer's tools actually, so you're proficient here. Mm-hmm. With dex. Uh, that is... Mm. So that is a non-natural 20. It is humongous. Yeah, these idiots, they're trying to force the door, and you're like, no, 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 it's jammed because this, this, and this. You go over and, like, pop the, um... What the hell is the mechanism called that has the pin that actually closes the door? Bolt? Deadbolt? Lock? It's not a deadbolt, but it is a bolt of sorts. We'll call it a bolt. Sounds fair. But you basically just pop that off, like the hardware comes off the door and the door just swings in. It's supposed to swing out, you swing it in, turtles. And it opens up and you see it's an array of escape pods that have been outlined here, but the room is actually on fire. There's a dense concentration of this like purplish chemical flame throughout the room and it's pouring off this black acrid smoke that comes out at you in this big cloud as you get the door off its hinges. Uh, I don't like that. Nope. Who wants to go next? 
I'll go last. I'll, I'll fill. <laughs> uh, I'll go next. <clears throat> um, we are going, to, uh, uh, me and Londo are pushing our way up to the front of the crowd. Uh, and I am waving my crossbow around and just staring down anybody who's going to stampede or get in our way. Um, I'm, I'm literally doing the VIP protection thing where I've got Londo behind me and, cr- and crossbow out and nice. down the crowd. Um, uh, it's not very good though. Nine. Nine. Yeah, that is a swing and a miss. Yeah. Uh, how does this backfire on you? Um, hmm. Um, it, I, I am trying to wield a heavy crossbow one-handed. Yeah. And, and Vic is a lot of things, but strong is not one of them. So the the direction it's pointing is just sort of all over the place, and the bolt I have knocked knocked actually comes loose. So now I'm I'm trying to bluff a unarmed, you know, an un, oh. un, unlocked car, uh, crossbow. Nice. All right, Kevin. Oh my God. So I'm a, I was originally going to be curled in a fetal position because I have no idea what to do and I'm scared to death. But then <laughs> I see that. <laughs> it's yeah, it's uh, it's <laughs> I have a uh, proficiency in fetal. Um, <laughs> but then I, but then I see, uh, I see, um, I see you sort of take charge, and I just sort of sidle right up behind you, like just trying to like be carried through in your wake to like sneak through whatever this this hole is amongst the people. It sounds like you're uh, rifling for a stealth check, and I'm on board. Um, okay, fine. Did you have a different skill in mind? No, I was, I was gonna. I don't know what the hell I'm doing, but that, that'll, that'll work just as much as well as anything else. That's gonna be a twenty-two. That is humongous. Yeah, you were able to slip in behind Vic to the point where even Vic doesn't realize that you were there. Nice. All right, Londo, save the day. Um, and we're we're attempting to get back to our ship. Well, there's escape pods that are behind this chemical flame. I say, yes, yes, I know all of our lives are very much in danger, but your lives, while very important, are only slightly less important than mine. So you must let me through. <laughs> <laughs> and I would like to. Uh, Persuade them. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and this is why I'm natural. Right, natural. Oh! That makes it a twenty-nine. It is your job, right? That is your actual job. Yes. Yeah, it's very persuasive. The flames themselves are like, oh damn. <laughs> uh, the guards come in and they are like trying to figure out a way to like use brooms and stuff to like push the chemicals that are spilled out. The brooms are on go fire. Go out, fire, go out! <laughs> Everything is a fucking mess. And you can tell this thing is tilting and actually you hitting the atmosphere. <laughs> and it's going to start falling very, very rapidly. Uh, your best chance of survival is getting into these pods, but you're going to have to dive through the flames if you want to get there, or else mm. you're riding this whole part of the space station Okay. back down to the surface. Uh, I'm going to venture a guess that you all want to take those pods. Yeah. 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 Now, this is pod racing. Everybody roll up. <laughs> Get out of my house. (laughs) (laughs) Now roll a constitution saving throw. See who play. I'm confident with those. (laughs) 19 for me. Yeah. You got six. Six. But it's a strong six. I'm putting this dice in dice jail. Alright. It sticks. Uh, The VIP and the VIP's bodyguard. Oh, Jesus. I rolled snake eyes. Two points of fire damage. Ouch. Mm. I need a pencil. Else and this is what this was fire? Yeah. Great, so I'm hiding behind oh. these two then guys, I take sheltering myself from the fire with their faces. <laughs> yeah, they, they literally take the heat for you. I take nice. one damage. What is the joke? Keep on coming. I like it. What's that? <laughs> the jokes just keep on coming. Did I pass? Uh, you did. Yeah, 15 is you. Cool. You're good. I'm a goddamn turtle. <laughs> yeah, your shell is probably impervious to this plane. You don't give a shit. Tinker tools, are you supposed to be like more Donatello-y than... than she goes people to post after. Yeah, nice. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm so glad you're here, Killian. <laughs> I'm a dumb Ninja Turtle, but I'm not the dumbest Ninja Turtle. I knew you were perfect for the job. Here. Stupid dumbass Ninja Turtle. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Battle of the Mentally Challenged Ninja Turtles. <laughs> yes! Okay. Dude. So, uh, you get into your escape pods, and uh, you were able to cram two in a pod at a time. So I'm assuming it's probably Gavin and the turtle uh, with the two of you in one, your own pod. Yeah. Okay. And the two pods are sort of like hurtling down to the surface of the ground as you're looking up, and another one of these lightning blasts shears off the piece you were just in. Can we see where it's coming from? It's coming from the surface. There's a surface-mounted anti-aircraft lightning gun hmm. that has gunned down the only space platform that orbits Polarna. The surface of the gas giant? The surface of the moon. That oh, the, oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, the moon orbits the, the moon orbits. Okay. And, and it dawns on you when you see it that it doesn't make any sense. It takes a moment to register. Like, this is their only exposure to the outside world. And this blast comes shooting up, blasts apart the piece that you were just recently riding on, and you are now on this pod as hundreds of people above in this bazaar that you were just in have been uh, incinerated or electrocuted or have died of asphyxiation out in the cold depths of space. And your pods are slowly hurtling down to the surface. And there is no cloud cover as you descend. You have an open view of the terrain around you. And you're landing in basically the tip of a peninsula that is uh, extremely mountainous. And you can see that the mountain has very, very deep valleys, like two parallel valleys that sort of cut down into the mountains. And there appears to be some type of a vehicle moving back and forth uh, along these valleys as you're descending down to the very tip of the peninsula. <coughs> okay. And uh, at the very end of one of the valleys on the opposite side of the peninsula, you can see there appears to be some sort of a compound as you get even closer to the ground. There appears to be some sort of... Uh, large inhabited area, for lack of any better ideas of what it looks like this far out. Uh, anybody who is trained in perception can give a perception check for slightly more detail. I am trained in perception. Mm. Uh, 18. 18. Okay. Uh, that's a 5. Okay. My dice suck tonight. Yeah, you don't see anything uh, other than it seems to be inhabited, which is something the rest of the area you're descending into, maybe not so much. Other than there's clearly vehicles in motion and movement, but you don't see a lot of structures. And uh, eventually, your ears ring with the sound of your pods smashing into the snow. Ugh. And you go black. Oh, and I never go back. Too <laughs> much. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was good. Uh, everybody give me a... Uh, constitution saving throw. Mm. A strong seven. That is a much better than a regular seven. A 19. Woo-hoo. Yeah. Uh, 19. Wow. 13. All right. Uh, I like my new dice. <laughs> making me happy. They today. are awesome dice. They are good dice. Good dice. Uh, Vic and Gavin, you are both slowly rousing yourselves from the impact and your heads are ringing and your vision's a little swimmy and you get that pounding headache right up in here and around your temples and uh, you're like strapped into your pod and the straps have bruised you up and down the shoulder in the midsection and you know you, it's one of those sorts of things where like right after your Thanksgiving meal you unbuckle your pants and you're like oh I feel so much better <laughs> but is that for your whole torso yeah you just you unbuckle it and all of a sudden it's oh you can breathe again and it hurts but it hurts in a good way and uh, you realize that you are sort of secluded in this small, snowy clearing, uh, surrounded haphazardly by these thick pines. 
big pine trees, and uh, they appear to be like very dense with needles. Like these are very big, thick, healthy pine trees. Uh, but there's actually not that many trees. It's just the branches are so plentiful that there's almost no vision around the perimeter of the clearing, except that Vic specifically uh, is observing there are some shadows moving around the perimeter of the forest, and they appear to be uh, paying some amount of attention to your crashed pods. Hmm. Uh, all right. Vic is going to uh, find a defensible cover position and shut the door so Londo can't come out and get in the line of fire. So you're staying outside of the pod and closing the door so Londo's trapped in? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and I'm still conscious, right? Uh, you are sort of like swimming in and out at this point. Okay. You had a 13, you said? Mm-hmm. All right, yeah. And when you come to... Actually, I should check with Gavin first. What is Gavin doing in response to this? Um, so am I in immediate danger? I'm looking out the windows and seeing this. You it's crash, like, and you haven't seen any of the shadows, but you see Vic at this point, like, taking a tactical defensive position. I'm, I'm going to try to wake her up. Him up. Him? Bosh is a turtle. <laughs> okay, unknown. I'm a turtle, Indeterminate. <laughs> Indeterminate. Yeah. yeah, I'll wake Bosh up. That is probably why Bosh has rolled higher than Londo, as uh, Bosh comes to... And Gavin is shaking you in a crashed escape pod. There's snow buried up to the window level, so you can actually see layers of snow with about this much actual light. Moonlight, sort of like starlight up above. So the snow is wicked deep, right? It's way deeper. You've crashed really deep into the turf. Mm-hmm. You're not really sure which. Dude. Uh, not, not, not the worst hangover I've had, dude. We're 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 like we're like in like nature. You, <laughs> I smell trees. Like, God, it's, it's like trees and dirt and things. <laughs> okay, like it's all good, dude. Just like maybe we'll like become one with nature, but not like in a bad way. Cause like I really don't feel like dying today. That's all I want to do right now, is. <laughs> dude. Dude, you just gotta like do some yoga. <laughs> At this point, Londo uh, comes to alone in your escape pod with no bodyguard. Oh my head! I wish I could say this was the worst hangover I had. <laughs> <laughs> nice callback. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Vic. At this point, you can see that the shadows are becoming more uh, shapes that you can recognize. Your vision's starting to settle and. You're sharpening your eyes, and they appear to be getting closer. And uh, their shadow is cast by the starlight on this backdrop of white and green. Mm-hmm. And uh, it looks like it's probably um, like an early evening. It's still sort of that bluish starlight rather than just the black of night. And you can see these flittering shapes as you can hear now the crunching on the snow of footfalls surrounding your area. Yeah. <laughs> wow, it's real. <laughs> get get them out of there. Um, <laughs> I am going to do a ranger thing. I'm going to cast a spell. Um, it's a little little trick I know. I call it fog cloud. Um, <laughs> Stop me if you heard this song. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, here's Wonderwall. Um, <laughs> uh, I hate you so much. <laughs> <laughs> do you or do you love me so much you can't even can't even handle it? Um, yeah, I, I'm going to I'm going to uh, cast fog cloud, sort of centered on between us and the the shadows. Okay, and uh, how does it manifest? To tell us about the next magical. Um, Vic has a uh, um, 
It almost comes out like a fire extinguisher from like a a, uh, a wrist bandolier. Just nice. fills fills the area with uh, with thick smoke. <laughs> the thickest of smokes. Thick smoke. <laughs> yeah, you go and you uh, you spray this fog cloud out, and you can see around you in the terrain. You're on sort of a it's not level; it's a slight slope, and the snow is quite deep. You get the feeling that if you get away from the craft, maybe as deep as like waist deep snow. And you can see these pine trees shooting up with these thick, expansive branches. And uh, on one side of the clearing, there's actually like a little fox cave. Just a slight little raise in the terrain with like way down at the snow level. Like they've obviously burned through the snow to get back in. And, uh, you go and release this cloud and you can hear from one of the trees behind you. Oh, oh, and um, what languages do you speak? Oh, uh, I honestly don't know. Uh, I well, I'm half Wait. elf, so common and elven. Common and elven. Yeah. All right. Uh, you do not recognize the words that are being spoken, but you definitely get like a little bit of surprise and awe, mm-hmm. and um, oh, <laughs> and like interest, intrigue. Ooh, I did a trick. Um, can I tell which direction the settlement we saw on the way down is? Uh, very north, almost due north from your current location. Is this also the direction in which these shadowy figures are? They're sort of surrounding the clearing at this point, so no, they're basically all around you. Mm-hmm. Uh, from the geography that you got crashing down through to the surface of the moon, uh, you were on the end of a peninsula, and it's just, it's not even like water around you. It's just a precipitous drop straight down to a chasm you couldn't see the bottom of. Okay. But you know there is this dense, mountainous region north of you, this thinner part of the peninsula, there were these two deep grooves cut through. And uh, you know that actual civilized surfaces are on the opposite side of those grooves in that mountain range. Is the escape pod wall over an inch thick or shielded with lead? Uh, neither of those things are true. Neat. I cast a message. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I just kind of wave my hand and say, Ah, oh, great maker, Vic. <laughs> I'm assuming since I'm not speaking to the maker, we are still alive. <laughs> You're alive. Stay inside. As you wish. (laughs) (laughs) Alright. At this point now, it's becoming obvious. You're no good to be dead. (laughs) (laughs) It's becoming obvious to to Gavin and to Bosch now that there are circles of people around you. You can't see physical form, but you're seeing these shadows and hearing murmurs and like gasps of awe and surprise as there's now this fog cloud billowing out from Vic's location. Cover me in case this goes badly. Dude, you um, want me to cover you? <laughs> I, uh... Shouldn't like this be the other way From the way door around. of the pod, out. From the door of the pod, out. I'm going to cast my darkness. Okay. With my, with my uh, sorcery points, which lets me still see it, see through the darkness. Very nice. Are you casting, like, right in the doors? Pretty much. Okay. So, you know, they hopefully won't see me come out. Yeah, you're some gasps. <gasps> And then I'm going to, um, you know, remember how I skinned this. So I'm going to come out and I'm going to kind of get into my creepy sort of Damien-ish voice. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I needed to have that song queued up. I dropped the ball. I apologize. <laughs> I, I can get it right now. <laughs> we're good. We're good. <laughs> and I'm going to... Do not approach! Stay back! Uh, give me an intimidating and I'm check. intimidating. That's what I'm trying to do. Yes. 18. Alright, that's fucking huge. Yeah, you can hear the crunches of snow all around you. What languages do the two of you speak? Uh, 
I speak Aquan and Common. You're not speaking Aquan, I can tell you that. I didn't know what else to pick. Um, let me just say Orc, just for random. Orc? Yeah, it's absurd. Okay. It's scary. Elano speaks every language. So Common and Orc. I speak Common, Infernal, Draconic, Celestial, Elvish, and Abyssal. It's actually none of those. <laughs> <laughs> it is actually the binary language of moisture. I <laughs> speak all of the like highfalutin Rudy Tudy languages. Yeah, none of the common scrub languages. You're last time. I don't we speak any that orc. dwarf, or yeah. orcish, or goblin, or giant, or any of that crap. That's for the that's for the lesser folk. <laughs> goblin doesn't have a lot of value in space. There's think, a lot of goblins out there. I think there. they're speaking Jersey. <laughs> hey yo, over here! Oh god, it's Snooky! <laughs> Kill I think you're doing trying to bump you on Every time I hear Snooky, I think of the South Park Snooky from. Uh... Actually, that would be appropriate here. If it's a snow wookie, we could call it a snooky. Nice. <laughs> I apologize to all the listeners for this last three, 30 yeah. seconds. I'll let it I out. Don't. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, yeah, you, you, you get like this auditory response you're expecting of this. And they sort of like back away from your position. And Vic, you sort of hear this. You can't see it anymore because of the darkness and the billowing fog and everything. But you hear that delivery, and you're not really sure who you came down here with. Because you don't know these people. And you hear that and this panic. And now you can't see anything because of your fog. Mm. And the darkness. And the darkness. So the darkness is very small. It's like a 15 foot radius. Uh, it's. 60, oh, I'm sorry, uh, 15 foot radius. Yeah. 15 foot okay. radius, yeah. And this clearing is probably 100 feet wide. So. Okay. But it's just out of my own pod. I didn't the come to Pokeball of darkness that Damien steps out of. Right. Yeah. Well, they're, they're seizing the initiative, so I'm, I'm not going to stand around and put my thumb up my ass. I, I give two sharp raps on the side of the, the escape pod. Time to go. Uh, open the door. <laughs> Belch. <laughs> pop the door open. You see Vic out there. It's just a cloud of fog. It's fucking cold. There's snow everywhere. Uh, Maker, we did not plan for this. You step out of the pod. Yep. And at the same time, you see what must be an ambassador. It's a stocky man, about seven foot tall. Wow. Mottled skin, sort of stone-colored and textured. Comes out very slowly into the clearing. He's got a great spear across his back. And he, uh, he's got it slung. He's not wielding it. And, uh, Face tattoos comes out and he says, I would speak with the one who calls themselves your leader, but I would do so elsewhere and in a hurry. Dude, do we like have a leader? Do we still have the uh, communication open? Um, I mean, it's a, it's a, I shoot one and you shoot back every time okay. I cast it. Yeah. It's, it's not a. I think there's a higher level spell that you can continue right. with. Telepathic bond is that? I, 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 is it a language we understand? Uh, yeah, he's speaking in common. It's okay. not perfect common, but it's common enough. What do you speak? Uh, common and Elvish. Um, I, I, I guess I'll say in Elvish to you. Uh, um, I'm, I'm assuming that it would probably be me. So You're wrong. So did he say that we have to leave this place? Is that kind of the... Uh... He, he's saying, I want to speak with you later, but we shouldn't do it here. Where should we do it? I'm still trying to be intimidating. You're, oh, you're still you're taking the reins? Well, so this, I, uh... I kind of don't know. So I'm playing it like I don't even know these guys. We yeah. just went yeah, all we, the same we ship. Basically do we, do we actually not know each other? Do we, do we, have we not met? I don't know. I kind of like the idea that we haven't. Okay. I think it might, it might be interesting. Sure. Yeah. I'm on board with it. Okay, yeah. So Damien takes the reins. I kind of feel he's addressing me because I'm just an arrogant little 15 year old. Well, he also and, and the, the clearing to react to you. So, yeah, it you, is the um, return of the Antichrist. 
I'm going to I'm going to use my minor illusion cantrip to make me appear more wispy, more shadow wispy. Cool. He says, um, "We may speak wherever you want, but they will be here soon." Uh, Dude, who's they? The artificers. Okay, like that. It, it, that it, doesn't help. It sounds bad. It sounds bad. Perhaps we should. Perhaps we, we should, should go. go. Who are you? Okay, <laughs> <laughs> you hear this through the other side of the fog. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, like, hi dudes. I'm Bosch. This is Catman. And there's just like wizard shadows and shit splitting out for me. Don't oh, no, worry, he's cool. He's just a teenager. Yeah, we just blow by. <laughs> Not a teenager. Just keep walking. Bosch and keeps then, talking. My, my, my voice gets whiny and when you say that, I kind of get, I'm uh, not a teenager. Not that young. <laughs> throw off the whole illusion. It's like, uh, stop your foot. Our tribal shaman would speak with your king. What? And at that point, you hear this we'll sort of on. like grumbling, groaning, this sound coming through the clearing. John McLean on a snowmobile. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he's got a, he's got blue tape on. Oh, we're good. We're so good. Until <laughs> 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 so he gets a hold of an ice ball, then we're fucked. <laughs> Lead on, sir. <laughs> he goes to turn. And he he is immediately like uprooted from his feet as a uh, small vehicle crashes into his lower body, sending him crashing back into the snow. And you can see that uh, on the top of this small vehicle, and it looks like a very small boat with like a, uh, like an all-terrain tread rolling back and forth. Is There's a gnome wearing aviator goggles. <laughs> it's a, a job of clean It's a gnome wearing <laughs> gnome wearing aviators. Okay. And he comes rolling into the clearing, and then he stops his vehicle and he turns around and pops a cabin open in the back of his little boat vehicle, and pulls out what looks like a tripod-mounted rifle. Oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> and everyone can roll initiative. I do it with advantage. But I'm your king! <laughs> I'm that kind of Dude, bitch. he's not my king. I'm a turtle. <laughs> turtle king. Turtle king of the turtles. <laughs> And my dice are Tortola. <laughs> Alright, uh, Gavin. Eight. That sucks. Vic. Nineteen. Holy banging. Bosh. Oh, six. <laughs> also nineteen. What? I think the adults are going to save us on this one. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, that's banging. Alright, yeah, you see this, uh, this little gnome wearing aviators. He comes around, he, like, whips the scarf around. Pops the cabin and pulls up what looks like this tripod mounted rifle. Uh, at the top of the order, Vic, you were actually the first to react to this stupid bullshit. Yeah, I'm gonna shoot this guy. Is he a humanoid? He's a gnome. He's a, he's a very small humanoid. He's a gnomanoid. <laughs> uh, humanoid. Um, that's, first off, that's offensive. You can't say that word anymore. <laughs> Alright, yeah, I'm shooting him with a heavy crossbow. Fuck this guy. Alright, fuck this gnome. Uh, I get advantage on my first turn during combat. Out here in the if open? If the guy has not, uh, he hasn't made an attack roll yet, right? He hasn't made an attack roll yet. All right, so, uh, let's see, that is going to be a 20. Uh, that'll hit him. All right. Um, Let me pull my basic bitch gnome's index card out of my face. <laughs> no! Max, max damage. He takes 14 points of damage. Holy God. As I pump a fucking crossbow around into him. Uh, you get him, like, right through the scarf and into the neck, oh. <laughs> and you don't realize he's dead for a minute, because he just sort of stops, like, braced on the back of his rifle, and then teeters backwards off the back of his boat and lands in the snow. 
And the snow's so deep and he's so small, he just gone. Just disappears. disappears into the white void. <laughs> I, I crank another round into my crossbow and I get between you and him and I can start pushing you back into the woods. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I'm like reaching over your shoulder <laughs> with, a, with a, just a hand crossbow mounted on my. <laughs> you can hear now there's more of these hummings. I knew that it was the reason I had to do <laughs> There's this hum of like more of these vehicles driving into your clearing. Uh, our guest star is Londo. Uh, do I see any of them yet? You don't see them. They're not in visual range just yet. I'm just going to hold uh, an action to shoot the first one I see. The first motherfucker you see? Yep. That sounds good. <laughs> All right. Uh, at that, four more of these assholes pull into the clearing. You need a clean shot on one of them as they go right past you. Okay. I will take my clean shot. Uh, that's a 11 is going to hit him, is it? Uh, no, sadly not. He's a little too small. You actually hang the back of the boat. Bastards. Yeah. <laughs> Scared the hell out of him. Sure. That's <laughs> pretty good, but not the best. Uh, they pull into the clearing. One of them... Ah! <laughs> is what I say when I miss. <laughs> One of them produces an uh, apple-sized item from a pouch on their belt and throws it at the two of you. Oh my god! He's holding a thing! First off, he has to make a roll, because if he rolls a one, it goes off in his hand. <laughs> Do it. Uh, it goes off in his hand. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not the way you think. He goes, ha! Ha! And it blows up while it's up here. And it blasts him straight down into the front of the boat, and he rains him into the snow. You forgot to, you forgot to cut the spoon. He just, ping! <laughs> <laughs> uh, the other three are going to do this a little bit smarter. Like video that... So, uh, is it South Korean like training video? The guy like in the in, on the range going to throw the grenade. And he's like, and it goes. Meep, meep. Oh god! <laughs> and his like training dude like grabs him and tackles him into a, into like a, a pit they have around. Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> um, all right. So here's what they do. Who's wearing metal armor? I've got studded leather. Not to me. Not really. So. All right. Um, so he picks an arbitrary target. He's got this rifle that's got this, like, coil around the end of a little ball on the end, and he's like, Aha! And, like, lightning comes out of the end, and it just fizzles, and he's like, Why aren't you dead? <laughs> the next one, uh, <laughs> The next one's gonna pick an arbitrary target. Uh, one, two, three, four. Uh, we are going on Vic. That makes sense. Yeah. Vic. Yeah. Uh, this one pulls the trigger on the rifle. Um, Why aren't you dead? <laughs> No. A bolt of lightning goes whizzing by your head. <laughs> and it hits a pine tree and just there's this smoldering crater into the wood and bits of incinerated bits of splinters and shit just spray out all over the place. Huh. And the last one goes, no, 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 stupid, turn the crank. And they turn the crank. And it starts shaking in their hands. And uh, he rolls a die. That's a fucking one again. God damn it. <laughs> he goes to pull the trigger is and... That three ones you rolled? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's worth it. Uh, and at this point, he pulls the trigger, and it looks like there's a huge bolt of lightning that's going to come off the end of the rifle, and instead it goes right back up through the grip into his hands, and he starts shaking. <laughs> uh, and he takes four points of lightning damage from that. So one of them's down. Four points there. All right, that was the gnomes. They seem really happy. Uh, next up is Gavin. Oh, right. I, you rolled roll shittier than I rolled. <laughs> surprising, because I rolled a one. Surprisingly. Um... Wow, I was going to attack, but now I just feel sympathy for these guys. <laughs> That's weird. How many of them are left? Mercy killed them. And they've all been wounded by their own weapons. Uh, one, of them, one of them was killed by his own grenade. 
Uh, one, well, you presume dead anyway. One of them shot himself with a lightning gun. One of them missed with a lightning gun. He's healthy. And one of them fired uh, a weapon. You're not sure what it does, but you know it didn't do anything. And he was very upset. And one guy shot through the throat. You also shot a fifth guy through the throat. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I don't know if you'll allow me to do this. Probably will. But um, <laughs> I'm going to kind of, like, use my move to approach one of them. Okay. And, like, free action, kind of like, why are you, what are you fighting us? You're like, what, what you're fighting us and you're not like, what, uh-huh? <laughs> and then I'm going to basically ready an action. If it looks like they're going to attack me, I'm going to chaos bolt his face. Uh, okay, we're going to have a chance to use it because the first thing he says is, death to the slave masters! Not a slave master. I just, we crashed! He, like, turns the rifle we, on we, we crashed! That's probably your cue if you want to light somebody up. God damn it! I'm trying, to, I'm trying to be nice, so it's going to be chaos bolt. You range, can tell he has no indication. That range spell attack. And I rolled a one. Never mind. Alright. <laughs> there, I'm like a gnome now. Right? <laughs> no, you didn't kill yourself yet. <laughs> Bosh. Uh, I'm assuming these, these, um... Mobiles of the snow are gnome size? Yes. <laughs> snow boys. <laughs> so presumably I cannot get on one and like ride it. You would just drop it through the snow level. Okay, got him. It's designed well, to have a passenger that weighs 25 pounds. Fair enough. It's worth a shot. Yeah. Weigh like 425. Yeah, obviously. Oh. I'm 422. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> Uh, so I'm gonna wind up and take a swing at the one. <laughs> Just golf swing one off the fucking <laughs> right off the segue into the snow. Four. <laughs> Do the uh, what is it? Happy. Uh, Happy Gilmore. Happy Gilmore. <laughs> <laughs> you went on the one that uh, zapped himself with a gun, or one of the other two? <laughs> one of the one that's taking aim on Gavin. Okay. Price is wrong. <laughs> that is a fifteen. That'll hit. Damage my gnome. Beaten gnomes. Beaten gnomes on snowmobiles. Six. <laughs> All right, you clock him right in the mouth. Ah! You think uh, part of the hit actually got dampened by his aviator goggles? But you cracked one of the lenses. He looks very upset. Ah, <laughs> oh, this is gonna make it so much more uncomfortable. When I have to go riding back the other way. <laughs> Dude, you're not gonna go the other way. Oh, most gnomes go the other way. Vic. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. You're at the top of the batting order. You see that one of these gnomes has zapped himself. One just got clocked with a stick. And uh, one of them is impotently trying to pull the trigger on a weapon that doesn't seem to be doing anything. Alright, um... Tactical decision. I'm putting Hunter's Mark on the one that she just hit in the face with a stick. Yep. Then I'm going to shoot it. Alright, this is pretty good. <laughs> uh, let's see. That will be... A 16 to hit? It'll hit. Actually, I'm sorry, that's even more. More than a 16 to hit. It'll probably just still hit. <laughs> just a and guess. And Hunter's Mark damage. Uh, it's ooh, shit dice, but it's uh, seven points of damage. That's actually good enough. All right. By one. And we continue to retreat to the cover of the tree that just got blasted. Vic is quickly proving why they are hired as a mercenary. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> twang, twang. <laughs> Alright, it's two motherfuckers dead. Uh, Alright, Lonnie. Every ducat. <laughs> you get inspiration. <laughs> I'm inspired by my own killing of gnomes. Gnomicide. Life on the street. <laughs> I saw that movie. Londo, you are up, and your bodyguard is ushering you towards the wood line. I will shoot another one. Alright, you want to go on the guy who zapped himself with the guy with the impotent gun? Uh, if one of them already did damage to himself, I'll. I'll... Zappy McGee, yeah. Zappy yeah. 
Nope. Nope. Not, Total whiffer. Not even close. Not even close. He didn't zap himself that good, apparently. Alright, these gnomes. Uh, the gnome with the impotent gun. If anyone asks... That's my least favorite James Bond movie. Here's <laughs> 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 my second favorite. Vic, when we get out of this, if anyone asks, I was laying down suppressing fire. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Ah, oh, Jesus. Alright, uh, impotent gun gnome uh, drops his impotent gun into the snow Classic. and draws a dueling saber. <laughs> okay. And goes after Gavin with it. <laughs> you mean King Gavin. King Gavin. Uh, King first. Gavin, aging at 12, is not going to get there. Nope. He's just trying to pick on some of his own size. <laughs> so you're not being dueled by this gnome. Ah! It comes at you. What the, 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 the hell? Stop. <laughs> the other one. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's, it's space balls. You gotta hand on like, If I was at 50, if I was like my, you know, my other character, that would make more sense. I am not the slaveholder. I am not. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the one who zapped himself is pulling the trigger on the gun, and it's not doing anything anymore. He throws it in the snow, and he goes to a bandolier on his chest, and he pulls a canister, and he rushes you holding the canister. He's a suicide bomber. <laughs> And he goes and he smashes the canister into his hand, and the top flips open, and this gas starts pouring out of it. Oh Jesus! Uh, you're making a Constitution saving throw on your turn. Okay. He's gonna make his right now. He's gonna. You hear? Falls <laughs> 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 into the snow. I can't believe these guys were scared of these dudes. These are the worst <laughs> bad guys ever. You ever been in a fight before, kid? Jesus. I uh. Just for fun, by the way, I did roll one, 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 and then that d20 just now for the Constitution was a natural three. <laughs> Are you rolling d20? Yeah, if we're been in a real fight, you wouldn't make that be so. Uh, like, damn it! <laughs> interesting. I could roll a d100. It wouldn't help them right now. Uh, all right, so that was that guy, uh, Gavin. You are up. There is a dueling gnome fighting you. So I get angry. The little shadows go in my eyes, and I'm going to use my. Um, you would like him when he's angry. I'm going <laughs> to. I'm going to use my shadow blade so an actual shadow oh, sword comes out You're of my hand. You're going to with a sword? Yeah. Yes. You're getting into a lightsaber fighting this guy. So that's a bonus, so I still get to attack. I see your Schwartz is as big as mine. <laughs> that's, that's a bastard. Can you have monks? Hmm? Monk? No, shadow sorcerer. It's, it's from Xanathar's? Xanathar's. Yeah. Cool. Ooh. Uh, that's a 23. Oh my god, yeah, you hit him twice. Christ. Twice Christ. Twice Christ. <laughs> <laughs> My new guy. <laughs> I worship the twice Christ. <laughs> That's my new character. This That's, is uh, Jesus seven too, points like of psychic. Oh my god, how many? Seven. Oh, okay. I think you said 17. No, no, no. Seven points of psychic. Alright, yeah, you are winning this duel against this gnome. You cut deep into his ribs, and you see this. And I'm gonna go, go away! <laughs> You're mean. You're a bad man. Alright, um. <laughs> that was silly. Bosh! <laughs> Uh, so the one dueling Gavin is still up, right? It is. Uh, is that the only one still up? Uh, he is the only one still up, not the only one still alive. The guy who pulled the canister is uh, passed out in the stone. That is knockout gas. He pulled it just... <laughs> he took a big strong... <laughs> he, thought, he, he thought he was on uh, the, the fucking victory road from Mad Max. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Shiny and chrome! Uh. <laughs> Fear and loathing when they take the ether in there. <laughs> <laughs> in the fucking casino. <laughs> Can I make an athletics check to grab the uh, the collar of the guy doing Gavin and just throw him back into the snow? Uh, you make a grapple check to do exactly that. It would be an athletics or acrobatics. You watch yourself behave. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Mine is a 
He has a 16. Whoops. <laughs> I rolled a natural one. <laughs> yeah, you gotta grab that and then you just slide off because you're covered. Because your, your torso can't bend because you're a turtle, so you kind of miss him. <laughs> well, I was thinking the, mom- the momentum is so great, I go to grab him and just like. No, you actually. Somersault into the snow. With a natural one, you actually trip over the uh, segue that one of them parked in the snow earlier. And you go tumbling into the snow face first. Get a nice mouthful of snow. I tried. I tried. The important thing is, never try. (laughs) Vic! Oh, uh, There are still two survivors. You should murder them. Yeah, I'm going to uh, move my Hunter's Mark to the... uh... You know what, fuck it. I'm going to move my Hunter's Mark to the one that's unconscious in the snow. (laughs) Alright, we're going to roll a coup de grace right in front of you. Okay. But on the beginning of your turn, make a constitution saving throw. Oh, yeah. Am I also affected by this? Uh, That's not very good. That's an 8. That is not very good at all. It's actually terrible. So what happens to me? You take, uh, that's a shit roll, six poison damage. Oh, okay. I rolled really bad. That was three to six. Cool. And then you could have brought the snow. Do I just roll straight out the crit damage? You don't even have to roll. Uh, he is prone in the snow about a foot in front of you. <laughs> yep. I just put one through the back of his head. With the hunter's mark, the bullet goes all the way through and comes out the other side. <laughs> yeah. There's a little arterial spray. It gets a little bit on Londo. <laughs> Aw, like the Bellagio. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And uh, I, I guess, you know, are we behind the cover of a tree yet? Yeah, at this point, the two of you can be out of the fight if you wish. I think being out of the fight is what we wish. Yes. That's what we wish. Yep. All right, uh, the two of you are out. We have one gnome left remaining. He's still dueling Gavin. He's showing you no mercy. No, no mercy. <laughs> He rolled another natural 8, which I know doesn't hit because he rolled the same thing last time. Oh, these gnomes are so sad. He is the shittiest sad gnome. Young. No, they're shittier. Mm, nope. <laughs> Alright, uh, Gavin, can you continue the duel? I will, I, will, uh, I will shadow him in the face. Dude. That's a 7. No. That doesn't hit any gnomes. Wah, wah, wah. Zero gnomes were killed this day, except for the other three. <laughs> except for all the other gnomes that were killed. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, that's all I do. Alright, Mosh. I'm gonna take another swing at the uh, um, gnome duel Gavin. Clobber this gnome. That is not sufficient for no more. We're clearly not not fighters. You guys are fucking having <laughs> trees going. Who are these schmucks? I'm gonna use my action shirt. Flailing. That thing that, that thing I you, do. That you can't pronounce right. Yep, we got it. That's more like it. That's a 20. Oh, yeah, that's gonna get this gnome. And uh, I'm just gonna take my staff one handed. Max damage. Remember, you can do unlethal if you, if you want to do non-lethal. No. It's a choice. <laughs> this is a no. I know no. I can. Cool. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. Uh, Bosch straight up murders this gnome. That seems good. I turn to Bosch. I'm like, what is wrong with these people? <laughs> My God, I'm their um, king. <laughs> <laughs> Around you, you can hear uh, a clamoring as a bunch of these large humanoids start making their appearance known. The perimeter of the, do, uh, do, the clearing. Do I know what they are? Have you ever seen them? They're like. Uh, give me like a history check. Neat. <clears throat> nope. <laughs> <laughs> they appear to be some rural barbarians. Yes, I got a seven. Yeah, but they're big people. Uh, they all stand uh, more more than a human's height on average, and uh, you see the one who is sort of taking charge earlier says, "The king of your people and my shaman should speak. We should get away from here." That was a scouting party. They will send more. 
Gee, thanks for the help, and I just storm off in a random direction. <laughs> Don't mind him, he's a teenager. <laughs> and Lucina appears. For some random reason. She just pops up out of the snow. I used to do that. I used Did to I get my voices all mixed up. <laughs> I got hit on the head very hard. <laughs> you killed John Wick's dog. <laughs> the fucking you pencil. Fucking pencil. <laughs> um, I think leaving here would be, good, would be a good idea. I just silently nod in agreement. It says, uh, we move our camp every night. I will show you where it is. We need none more of these to our home. Is there anything of interest on any of these creatures that I can take? Like a oh yeah, there is. Signature? I mean, is there time enough to search anybody? I want a lightning gun. It's time for loot <laughs> the corpses. All right, yes. Uh, you have time to basically loot one object each. Uh, here's what you have. You have an impotent gun that appeared to do nothing to anybody with the quills on the end of the ball. You have a lightning gun that is clearly fried. A lightning gun that may not be fried, you're not sure. A canister of what you presume is probably knockout gas. Judging by the corpse next to it. And a bunch of these gnomish snow segways that uh, appear to be way too small for your use. Could one theoretically strap two onto their feet and use them like speed skates? Uh, <laughs> not like speed skates, but you can use them like snowshoes. They're wide enough and light enough that you can use them like a snowshoe. Well, I'm half velvet. I don't think I really need that. No. Yeah. I'm going to pick up the lightning gun that might still work. Okay. Uh, write it down, because I will not remember that you have it until you tell me you fire it. Which will be hilarious. It will be hilarious. It's a guarantee you'll Especially roll one. I'm going to reach down on aggravation on the one that uh, that Bosch killed. Yep. I'm going to take his goggles. <laughs> Fancy goggles. Uh, I will take a canister of sleep gas. All right. Sounds good. Write them all down. I will take the fried lightning gas. I'm thinking about how these infernal uh, the device works. Sounds good. <laughs> like you're, you're, at, you're like incidentally waving at me and I'm just like... <laughs> Keep it pointed down. I take, right. I take the sleep goggles and I strap on my head like that. So they're at the top of my head. So I'm like, so an, totally I'm like an anime naked. character. Oh god, uh, Gavin is the worst. Uh, <laughs> I am the worst. I have Facebook photos of me like that. Uh, yeah, it's gross. You little turd. I am gross. <laughs> All of these things are the uh, steampunk phase. Yeah, <laughs> steampunk adjacent. Yeah, adjacent. Yeah. Steampunk and emo adjacent. Gross. I'm, I'm steamo. Steamo. Oh, you get inspiration. That <laughs> <laughs> was terrible. That was a terrible joke. Really I funny. appreciate your low standards. That was great. It was great. Skulljammer's all about low standards. Steamo. It's like Devo, but for kids yeah, in 2000. Yeah, if they had flower pots, I'd be all over that. But no. Uh, I know all of these trends. How do I know so many trends? <laughs> yeah. Alright. So this man uh, leads you. He appears to be the only one in his band of scouts that speaks common. Uh, and he tells you along the way that his name is Kemet. And he is uh, of a tribe of uh, warriors and like sort of like out here righting the wrongs for people who are stranded by nature. It's kind of their whole deal. I feel like they're like barbarian dirty guys mm. for a mechanical bet. Uh, what they do. And he leads you through the snow and through these various foxholes and areas and things like that until you arrive at a, an entirely different clearing. It takes about a 45 minute walk to get there. Uh, and it appears to be uh, a very small temporary settlement where they've thrown up like a couple of uh, like tarps, animal skins and stuff to make makeshift homes and tents. This big campfire in the center, like a big communal campfire. And they're all sort of gathering around it, warming their hands, drying their boots, and that sort of thing. They said they do not want us to lead them back to their camp, but we're walking through snow. 
That is true, and you can see there's like this huge wide track where you walk because it's almost waist deep. Okay. And you are, are brought to this camp, and they treat you with some amount of hospitality and have a lot to offer, but they're passing around some sort of steaming alcoholic beverage. And uh, yeah, you're let in, and they, they, they're passing around some sort of like sickly sweet steaming beverage. Has a bit of an alcohol smell to it. Ah, yes, now we are talking my language. (laughs) (laughs) Sort of this big, wide goblet. It tastes sort of like some sort of a spiced, fruity concoction. Dark purple notes and sort of maybe a grape or a plum. And uh, they're sort of passing this around. And they don't know how to talk to you, so they're sort of like walking around looking at you because you look weird to them. And uh, there's this long delay while you wait for this presumed... Shaman or medicine man that they keep talking about. I take a an unhealthy swill, you know, swig of the thing, but because I'm like 15, I've never drank booze before. I just start coughing and tanking. And it has like mad burn. It's like all burn all the way down. You feel <coughs> all the way through your esophagus and into your stomach. <laughs> nice. Vic, Vic yeah, <coughs> it, her initial reaction is to refuse it, but then realizes that that might be uh, the kind of faux pas that gets you killed among barbarians. So accepts it, and you see her like lift her mask. It might be the first time some of you realize that she's female. Lifts her mask and takes like just a big enough sip to be polite, but she's on the job, so yeah, passes the ball on. <clears throat> How about Bosch? Bosch drinks about half the the goblet in one go. <laughs> oh, Bosch, you are well drunk. There's a lot of booze in there. You know, they keep you waiting for a long period of time, so long the DM has a chance to pee. Wow. Yeah. Golly. You want us to move the table up to the bathroom for you? Or? Yes, please. <laughs> Are you guys doing anything before the uh, very slow approach of the shaman? No, I'm not. Just chilling. Yeah, just yeah, eyeballing the crowd. I'm uh, I'm Boba Fett in the original Jabba's palace, not the one where he's flirting with the girls. Ah, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. I didn't realize they changed that in the edited version. Gross. Yeah, they did. That's weird. Yeah. I, I like I like non-flirty Boba, Boba Fett. I like Boba Fett who's all business all the time. Mm. You got flirting in my Boba Fett. You got Boba <laughs> Fett in my flirting. Uh. You got Boba Fett in my Rodian. Boba flirt. <laughs> you got Boba Fett in my everything. <laughs> you Boba fucks. <laughs> you got Boba Fett in my hair and on my glasses. <laughs> all in my belly button. <laughs> my ears. <laughs> I hate all of it. Alright, uh, so it sounds like nothing is on the agenda before you have your meeting with their shaman. I'm trying to look cool. Trying to look cool? Yeah. I am checking out the lightning gun, but I'm not actively, like, fussing with it or anything like that, just in case it, you know, decides to actually work. Yeah. It it appears to be one of those things where you're not really sure how it worked in the first place. So not a good dimension. It's not, it's not great. (laughs) All right. Uh, Well, in that case, we're going to go cutscene mode. Switch this cutscene music. Wipe. (laughs) Nice dissolve. (laughs) (laughs) Ding, ding. That's the wrong song. <laughs> you dink. I'm a dink. Dink, dink. Dink, dink. Dink, 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 Shut up. The old man is nearly skeletal, moving at a glacial pace and leaning heavily on an old oaken walk-in stick. He's attended by an eager youth, apprentice perhaps, whose wild, curly black hair sticks to the sweat of his face in clumps. The man slowly lowers himself to a log by the fire, Taking in a wide goblet of dark steaming liquid from his attendant that smells sickly sweet like fermented plum. 
It was said by my father and by Fi, by Fi, by his father before he, that the peace we'd wrought here would one day be shaken. He points to a pouch hanging from a hempen cord around his waist and then produces a pinch of jagged leaves with bright red berries. Do you know what it means to become a beast? To lose yourself to the instinct? To become a warrior without a warrior fighting? He crushes the leaves and the berries in his hand and lets them fold into his steaming beverage. The aroma becomes acrid and foul. He raises it to his lips slowly, taking a long, slow sip before passing it to the black-haired man. As he speaks again, you see the elk tribe repeating the process, a long sip before the pass to the next member. In generations past, a vile witch of the winter condemned our people with such a curse. The form of the beast takes our bodies and our minds, leaving us little more than slaves to the instincts of murder and destruction. For a time we warred battles between each other and inside our own bodies, fighting for control, and in time he took pity on us. The youth appears at his master's side again, this time with a long, slender dagger fit with a wave-shaped blade. He saw no mindless beasts that day and wove his magics to save us from ourselves. He showed us the gifts of the land and how to wield them against our transformation. <clears throat> In time, we were no longer slaves to the beast, but slaves to the elixir. Without warning, he draws the dagger across his palm, a stream of dark, thick blood hissing into the snow beneath his feet. He hands the dagger to his dutiful apprentice. For his generosity, our ancestors swore fealty to the one you call Nikolai. They swore our tribe would serve him until the end of his life. He scoffs, flecks of red spittle blooming at the end of his white beard. They did not know that the man does not die. And tomorrow we uphold our ancestors' bargain. The revelry of violence leaves us vulnerable to the beast, but the elk tribe does not take its oaths lightly. He spits into his hand and extends it to Gavin. The cup of stuff or the dagger? In his hand. <laughs> oh, his hand? Yeah, the cut hand. Huh? Huh? He shakes your hand firmly. Rest well. Your desires align with ours for the time being, and we would welcome friends against the small folk. Somewhere in the middle of that diatribe, I cast a tech thoughts. Okay. And I'm sweeping it over him. He doesn't have a lot going on up there. What he's delivering is something he's focusing on really hard. Should I try to probe? You get a lot Deeper. of, like, visuals. <laughs> like, he's actually, like, remembering things. Uh, I sweep it over the attendant kid. The attendant kid uh, is sort of, like, watching the master and, like, waiting for visual cues. This is just surface thoughts, by the way. Just... Okay. He is, uh... There's a hint of, like... Impatience, like let's get on with it, sort of thing. And there's sort of a simmering anger that he's trying to stifle. You don't get much more than that. He's uh, his inner monologue is in a language that you can't really get. So the words he's thinking, you're not getting. But you definitely take his meaning. I cast comprehend languages. Can you? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, <laughs> that'll work. How long does it take to cast comprehend <clears throat> languages? One action. Oh hell yeah! You can totally do that. You get his entire inner monologue, which is to say he is uh, sort of repeating back in his head as the master is speaking because he's heard it all a couple times. It sounds like he's practiced this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you can hear that he's uh, progressing nervously each time he repeats it to himself. Uh, and he is getting these little flashbacks and visions of fights with the small folk. 
And uh, is this much the, the, the old man or the this is the younger kid. kid okay. Uh, and it would appear that they have battled the small folk on occasion, and uh, occasionally their inventions work, and the calamity is extensive. Okay. Um, I would like to give Ben two inspirations. One, for timing his uh, cutscene to the music beautifully. Thank you. I don't know if you rehearsed that or not, but it worked out very well. A little well. bit. Uh, and two, for, I don't know if you're all picking up on the Christmas metaphors, but they're on point. <laughs> <laughs> I worked on that for a while. Um, yeah. It's been a long time coming. It has been a I'm going to cast message and uh, whisper it to you mm. through the message spell, everything that I just picked up from those guys. I'm also going to uh, surface sweep these two. Okay. What surface thoughts do you get? I am totally on board with this dude. I am like, I have a new hero in life. I am told I'm 15. <laughs> I'm 15, impressionable as fuck, and he is just impressing the shit We're out of me. We're gonna go kick the shit out of some. And I am like, I am, I am a king, and uh, and and he likes me, and uh, and you know somebody's actually like showing me some respect and shit, and I am all on board with this dude. Nice to see you. Bosh is. Uh, <laughs> oh, this ought to be good. <laughs> pizza and doobies. Where is the pizza, dude? Bosh is staring out at the tree line. A little bit like a kid who's listening to a story that's only slightly interesting. And getting bored. (laughs) Thinking about his lightning gun and how he can like make it better. (laughs) Nice. That's all. All right. 